to the Dr. Lori Marbus podcast. Today we have Sherry Alberts. She is the founder of TheWateringMouth.com, and basically she tells us about super healthy food for busy people. How are you today, Sherry? I'm really good, Lori. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day for allowing me to interview you. Um, you were referred to me by Bethany. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Love Shard. And, yeah. <laughs> um, she's a delight in and of herself. So, yeah. Well, let's get started. I love to hear stories of how people found one, a healthy plant based diet, but also the nutritarian diet because, you know, we both share the love of Dr. Joel Furman's work, who I work with personally. Um, Mm -hmm. but you have taken it to a different level. Can you share us that story, please? Yes, absolutely. So uh, my story started, I would say, 2013. Um, I was going through some big life changes, Uh, divorce. My dad got really sick, um, and I kind of just had a big change in my life. So at the same time, since my dad was sick, I was sort of searching for something, um, I kind of always had this feeling in my mind that there was a way to eat healthy and to not be crazy about food, to be able to lose weight, and for it to kind of be easy. I just had this feeling, right? But of course, we don't have any evidence of that in the U.S., (laughs) but I just kind of knew it must exist somewhere. So I was kind of searching for it, and it came to me in um, March of 2013, I got in touch with one of my old friends from New York City when I used to live there, and she had been researching this diet called Eat to Live um, in order to help her mother with her lupus. And so when she found this diet, um, she started it herself with her mom. And this was the kind of girl, I mean, she's an amazing woman, but she just always sort of had struggles with her weight a little bit, and she could never really lose the weight that she wanted to, just very confident. And it wasn't, you know, a problem for her, but it was something that she was interested in doing. So when I saw her, I was like, wait a minute, is this the same girl I knew? And I asked her, you know, what's your secret? What is this? <laughs> and um, and she said it was eat to live. So she introduced me to it. And I bought the book immediately um, because I heard a lot about the health effects as well. And then at the same time, I'm dealing with my dad, who was just diagnosed with cancer you know, stage four kind of cancer. So you're like looking for any kind of solution that might work. And um, so at the time I started just researching, 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 reading the books, looking online for information about Dr. Furman and the nutritarian diet. And I just, it was kind of like this light bulb went off. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been searching for my whole life. I knew this existed when I read Eight to Live and I heard, you know, Dr. Furman say that you can get rid of your food addictions, you can get rid of your cravings, all that kind of stuff. I just thought, wow, this is what I'm looking for. No one ever talks about those things when they have fad diets, you know, but this was, this covered everything I was interested in, the health, the weight loss, the cravings, everything. So I thought, wow, I want to give this a try. I remember, um, and I had been a blogger before that. So I had my website for quite a while before about, um, I think it was about, a year and a half at that point, but it was just a very basic, because I love food. I would have considered myself one of those foodies, you know, kind of just love to eat bacon and like very heavy foods and stuff like that. Um, And so I switched my blog over to being nutritarian, like kind of just 180. I was like, no, I, this is my new thing. I have to do this. I wanted to go all in so I could really, you know, really dive into it. And so I did. Um, I also remember having a feeling in June of that year, just a few months later, that it was going to take me probably about three years to be an expert in this thing. So uh, I was just going to try and do what I could. So I started. And um, 
lost a bunch of weight in the beginning. I lost 22 pounds in six weeks with the 42-day challenge. Um, I had always struggled with my weight, so it was very enlightening and very uplifting to see that it actually didn't have to be that hard. Um, and I really liked the food. Like my friend, she had introduced me to Dr. Herman's chocolate smoothie first. That was my first introduction to nutritarianism. And I was like, oh, okay, I could do this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dates and cocoa powder and all that. I was like, yeah, this will work for me. Um, so I had a, a bunch of struggles over the next few years. My father ended up passing just 10 months later. Um, of course, it was too late at that point, but I was so into this diet for myself and how can I make this, you know, something that um, will work for me long term and hopefully I don't have to suffer the same fate as he did. Um, so that's how I really got into it. But then I started to get kidney stones um, because I was eating so much spinach and I didn't realize it. It took a long time for me to realize that spinach was the culprit. Um, but the kidney stones really threw me off for a while because I was in so much pain and I was growing them in like six, nine months. Like they would just come right back. You know, I would pass one and I'd get another one. So, um, I had a lot of things to kind of figure out and, you know, dealing with my dad's passing and then the kidney stones and stuff. So I kind of did this little like wave motion of, you know, on and off this diet, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And after I did some research about the kidney stones, and I actually did this on Dr. Furman's website because he has the forum, the member forum, I read a few of his protocols for um, for kidney stones. And basically it was don't eat Swiss chard, don't eat spinach, don't eat parsley or beet greens. So I said, okay, it was devastated at first because my chocolate smoothie, you know. <laughs> but actually what it ended up doing was helped me understand um, how to use different types of greens. And I had really been stuck on spinach for a while and in these ruts, you know, of the things that worked for me. And while at first when I heard about the kidney stones, I was devastated because I was like, no more spinach, what do you mean? But then I discovered kale and I discovered mixed greens and I discovered all these, you know, collard greens and all these other things that I hadn't had before. So it, these challenges were, um, they kind of threw me off for a while, but then I always ended up coming back to it and knowing that that was the thing that made me feel so good and made me feel you know, better than I'd ever felt in my life. So I just wanted to keep that going. And, um, and here I am now just, you know, continuing with the website and my own learning experience and trying to give back all that on my website. So tell me more about your website. It's, it's, it's a really fun one. You, you're full of energy <laughs> and you crack me up actually. Um, <laughs> what was your inspiration? Cause there's a few different sections of it. What is your inspiration yeah. for each section? And, and tell us more about that. Yeah. So my website, um, it really did, you know, evolve as I, as I evolved as a nutritarian. Um, and for me, video has always been my favorite method of um, speaking to people because it's just so easy to, you know, talk how you want to talk and, and appear how you want to appear and, and just be very, um, you know, authentic with the audience and they can see you and they can trust you. So um, I've always been very comfortable with video and I always did video. And when I talked about my website being um, <laughs> not nutritarian in the beginning, it definitely wasn't. And one big part of my website was cocktails. I had a lot of videos that were these really fun cocktails. And actually, that's my claim to fame is, I mean, I have millions of views on some of these 
cocktail YouTube videos I did. And so that's kind of how I got into well, excitement over, you know, virality and, and making these videos that have lots of views and stuff like that. So I did that for a while. And I, I actually, when I started the Nutritarian thing, I was kind of going back and forth between doing some cocktails and doing some Nutritarian stuff because I thought, hey, at least I'm being honest. I do like to drink still and, you know, I'm going to be fun about it. And actually since then, I've kind of, I, I don't do that as much anymore. Um, sorry, there's an ambulance going by. Um, no problem. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that as much anymore just because it doesn't feel as authentic to me because I don't really drink as much anymore. You know, as you kind of go on your nutritarian journey, you start to just like let go of these things that used to be very comforting for you. And so the alcohol isn't too much of a <laughs> big deal for me anymore, but I kind of leave them as just as a fun historical marker about my channel. But, um, but yeah, so, so I was doing that for a while and I'm actually in the process of sorting, switching the branding out to be just a hundred percent nutritarian. Now um, I'll still keep my funny cocktail videos up on my YouTube channel, but I won't be sort of promoting it on my site anymore um, just because it, not true for me anymore. But so my website is as a few different things. Um, the biggest thing about my website is just sort of the blog posts. I have lots of recipes with some really nice photos that give descriptions of what the blog posts are. And a lot of the blog posts are very, um, very detailed too. So if you're not used to cooking or you don't know much about, you know, um, cooking nutritarian or anything like that, I try to give a lot of details in that way as well. So that's what you find on the website. And that's actually the best place to sort of sign up. I have an email newsletter that um, I do about once or twice a week if I can. And it really just gives kind of a recap of all the things I'm doing in different areas of my online presence, basically. So it's really good to sign up on my email newsletter. I give out my favorite, my modified chocolate smoothie recipe um, in that. And I also give out um, a nice little PDF with some of my favorite recipes as well. So that's one part of what I do. The other part of what I do is Instagram, which is something that's kind of just been evolving over this past three months, probably. Um, and it, I really have kind of decided what I want to do with Instagram. It took a while, but I've made it into a very basic um, meal planning kind of thing where when you go on my Instagram, you can just see every single post is just a simple plant-based, nutritarian meal that you could make. Um, and it, it goes along with my life. I mean, these are the things that I'm actually eating in real life. So you can just see, you know, here's my favorite cheesy kale salad with some, you know, um, maybe some sweet potato next to it or some steamed green beans or whatever it is. And then here's a dressing you could use or put some avocado and lemon or whatever it is. And I give a lot of tips in there for different types of meals that you could make um, in this way. So that's a very easy way for you to just get a bunch of food ideas right away. And with my Instagram, what I'm trying to do is show that nutritarianism doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to make recipes all the time, you know, and that's a big thing that sort of changed in my life, which was I don't have to do recipes all the time. And I just, I mean, honestly, I just realized that a few months ago because I was like making it too hard, you know, and, um, so I, I basically just said, well, I'm just going to do this very simply so people can see that it doesn't have to be very hard. Um, so I agree. I think people are afraid to walk into a kitchen these days. And it's funny yeah. when I share this with patients and try to share with them how to do this and proceed. I mean, they freak out like it's going to be some gourmet. You have to be some gourmet <laughs> chef. I was like, listen, yeah. it's just a kitchen and it's just food. <laughs> if you don't like it, you start over. It's really no big deal. And they, yeah. it's like an aha moment for them. So I think that's wonderful. I'll definitely be telling people about your Instagram page for sure. Thank so, you. You bet. Um, <laughs> tell me, what are your favorite cooking tips that you like to share with people? 
Yeah, so favorite cooking tips. I mean, I think the one that I talk about the most now, especially in my Instagram, is this idea of, um, it's kind of like the batch cooking idea-ish, but it's really just pick a number for the week. The number should be around five or seven. Pick that many vegetables, right? Prepare the vegetables however you want to prepare them. If you want to steam your broccoli, if you want to water saute your broccoli, if you want to lightly roast them, um, you know, just pick a way of preparing the vegetable. Take another vegetable, do the same thing. You know, if you want raw carrots, just chop them up. If you want steamed carrots, steam them, you know, just prepare them. So you take five to seven vegetables. And what's really nice about nutritarianism is that you can use frozen vegetables too. So people get so, um, they get so worried that they have to, you know, buy all this really expensive food all the time. And it's like, no, you don't like take it easy, you know, just take it easy on yourself, make it very easy. So you pick the five to seven vegetables, you prepare them, put them in little Tupperware containers and throw them in your fridge be done with it, right? Then all you have to do for lunch or dinner, whatever meal you want to deal with, take a bunch of salad out of the fridge. Like you could buy those huge green mixed green containers, right? Throw five or six handfuls of that into a bowl and then just top four, three, five of those different vegetables right on top of the salad. Add an avocado, add some lemon juice and you have lunch, you know? Um, I always choose a bean, of course, because vegetarianism is way into like eating beans and legumes. So you do some vegetables, you do some beans. I always make sure that I have um, some raw onions available and some mushrooms cooked because those are our G-bombs, right? So just make sure you kind of ch check off the list of the G-bombs, make your salad, make a huge salad, and you're definitely going to be full. And if that's not enough, make a little soup also once a week. And that kind of does it for me. I don't, you know, it, it sounds like so scary when you first start to be a nutritarian, but when you think of it like, oh, I'm just going to make a few different, like literally like, you know, like this is one of my favorite things to do. I take a pot. I start a little bit of water boiling in it. I throw in some corn, some peas, some broccoli in the pot. I let it boil for three minutes. I drain it. I, you know, blanch it. So I get the cold water on it. So it stops cooking and that's it. I put it in a bowl, put it in the fridge, throw that on top of my salad every day, and you have lunch. It's done. <laughs> that, you know? That's brilliant. I mean, really, batch cooking is the way I survived with three kids and my husband. Oh, this, yeah. So. Um, G-bombs, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds, and nuts. Yeah, just in case yep. someone didn't know what those are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's very helpful because I think, again, people, you know, they're like, oh, I don't have time to do this. and you know, mm -hmm. they're always struggling there or they're searching for an excuse. So I like to, you know, say, you know, let's, let's take the obstacle and obliterate it and find an answer. Right. Love so I, I love the idea that of the batch cooking, even as in one person can do this, even cause I'm here mm -hmm. now while my family's still in Colorado. Um, but it's, you know, it's very, very true. That's absolutely. Do you ever freeze any of your, uh, containers? Yeah, I do. So I often will freeze things. Um, of course, not after I've cooked them from frozen. I'll just leave them in the fridge and use them. But I make soup all the time. I love making soup. And I got to say, I was terrified of making soup when I started. <laughs> and this is really funny because there's been several things like this. Like, okay, I'm going to admit something, and it's quite embarrassing. But I just roasted tomatoes for the first time in my entire life yesterday. <laughs> right? Okay, how did they turn out? <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> 
But see, the thing is, is like these kinds of things, when you see people like make their own tomato sauce or, you know, they made this amazing chowder soup and you're like, wait a minute, I thought that was something I could only get in a restaurant, you know? If you don't know that it's literally the easiest thing in the world to make and you've never tried it, once you try it, you're like hitting your head against a wall. Like, why didn't I do this before, you know? So soups have become like the most amazing, easiest, most comforting thing that I make now. And all I have to do is just take whatever's, you know, on its way out in my fridge, throw it in a pot, maybe blend up some cashews with some water and make it a creamy soup or whatever. And I've got, you know, a super healthy, maybe add some beans, you know, from a can. I mean, and that's the thing is I think people think it is so scary. Like you say, like getting in the kitchen, like, but I mean, can you chop an onion? Can anybody chop an onion? Yeah. Like you can learn how to do it. You know, can anyone chop up a carrot? Yeah. Now you have a meal. That's it. Um, so I think that's kind of the thing people get stuck on. Um, but yeah, I do really like to freeze a lot of things. And before when I was making a lot of real actual recipes, like one of my favorite recipes is Dr. Furman's eggplant roll-ups. I would always sort of make a bunch of those you know, freeze them individually so I could just pull them out and use them whenever I wanted. But lately it's been just more of the batch cooking salads and fresh things and then just pull a soup out and, and warm that up and you're done, you know. <laughs> that's that's fabulous. I mean, uh, there's also a really neat little section on your website with your favorite uh, kitchen tools and, and those type of things. So share with us yeah. some of those things that you would uh, you would encourage people who are just maybe considering or starting something like this. Yeah, so there's a few that I think are super important. Um, the first one I'm going to say is extremely intimidating, but I, but I want to sort of qualify it because I want to get people used to the idea of this. It's a high-speed, high-powered blender. So I want to talk about that for a second because high-powered blenders, it, I, think it's, I think it's kind of this thing where people that are outside of nutritarianism, when they see it, they think, oh, that's not real. Like, you, I, should, I don't have to buy one of those. You know, that's, that's just... I mean, maybe this person is just selling them or whatever, you know, that that's not a real thing, but it really is important. And it was, I have to say, I, I purchased one very early on in my nutritarian journey, and it was the best decision I ever made because I use this blender at least once a day, sometimes two, three, four times a day to make salad dressings, to make smoothies, to make soups, to make everything. I mean, I use it all the time. And that creaminess that you can get from a high-speed blender that you can't get from a regular blender is the thing that might actually make you stay a nutritarian, you know? Because, like, I know so many people who try to make a smoothie and they go, oh, I don't like it. It's too chunky. Like, I can taste the kale or whatever, you know? But if you can get those completely blended and pulverized in that blender with some dates or, like, I use the cocoa powder or the carob powder or whatever it is, you can get some amazing flavor that tastes like dessert um, with kale in it, you know? And you really can't get that with a regular blender. So i got to say... High-speed blender for me is, I mean, probably number one. But if you can't afford that yet, there's some, there's some, you know, um, less expensive alternatives like the Ninja or the, the Magic Bullet, things like that, that do a pretty good job. Um, but so I think that's number one. Number two, I think, is knives. Um, I think a lot of people, and I've been to a lot of people's homes to show them, you know, some basics to vegetarian cooking. And I... In the beginning, I wouldn't bring my own knives, and I learned my lesson quick because I realized that at people's homes, they have these knives that are, you know, real cheap, kind of maybe Walmart brand or something or just, just whatever they got at Kmart or, or, or Target or something, and it's not a good quality knife, but they don't know the difference. It's just like the high-powered blender, you know. These kinds of tools, even though they may be expensive as an initial investment, 
they make the entire difference in your cooking experience, I think. Um, so I think a really good knife, um, either ceramic knife or a really nice, um, like my favorite brand is Wusthof. I'm not sponsored or anything. I just love them. But, um, you know, these kinds of really good high quality knives you might get at a, you know, a cooking store or something like that. Um, I think it's really important to invest because you, um, it's a lot safer. It sounds silly that a sharper knife is safer, but it really is. Cause imagine, you know, trying to cut, um, an onion and that knife slips off cause it's not sharp enough. And now you've got a cut finger kind of a thing. Whereas if you have a tool that does what it's supposed to do very easily, you know, and the thing is too, I like to chop a lot. I, I use other tools to chop like food processors and things like that sometimes, but I like to chop, but my wrist does get tired sometimes. And it's really, really important to have a knife that's going to just cut through things real quickly instead of struggling with things. So I think knives are very important, but if we're going to talk about things that aren't as expensive, let's say, um, one of my favorite tools in the world, and this is, it's really silly, but, um, People are always talking about not having too many tools in the kitchen, like, like you know, tools that are just for one job. But I have this avocado um, tool from OXO that's, you know, it's like the, it opens up the avocado. It has the thing to smash down in the pit and pull that out, and then it can actually slice, too. That is, I mean, I use that every day, all the time, because I not only use it for avocados, but I use it to open up oranges as well, because it's the perfect, it goes right through the skin just enough, and you can easily open up the orange instead of struggling with that orange peel. What's it called again? It's the OXO um, Avocado Tool, I think it's called. Um, and it is, yeah, it's fabulous. I, I, I think I have some on my website as far as links and different blog posts and stuff, but it is just the best. Um, yeah, it's the best tool. I use it all the time. And then you don't end up with, you know, orange fingernails and stuff like that either. So. I usually use a butter knife with the oranges. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's that's a good one too. Yeah. So I like that. And then my other favorite tool is the, um, is the OXO salad chopper. I'm not sponsored by any of these companies. I just love their stuff, but the OXO salad chopper is something I learned. Um, I found out about in the very beginning and I was making this salad. I have this, um, salad on my website called the weight loss salad. Cause it was the salad that made me lose so much weight in the beginning. Cause I, it had everything in it. It filled me up and it took away my craving. So I would eat this salad and I was getting tons of different types of nutrition. But in order to make the salad, I would use the, um, the salad chopper. And it's basically just this big bowl. You put all the salad in, and it has um, this thing that looks like a double pizza cutter. And it just chops through that lettuce, like, so easy, very fast, very quickly. And it chops it down into tiny, tiny, small pieces. So I found very early on, because we all know that as nutritarians, the size of your salad should be, like, <laughs> you know, twice your body weight or something. You should really eat these large salads. So I was finding it a little difficult to chew and chew and chew and always have to, you know, take these big mouthfuls of salad. And so when I would chop it up with this salad chopper, it just made it so easy because I could take a big soup spoon and just, you know, chew that way. So those are my favorite, definitely my favorite tools. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, where I work right now, we work at Dr. Foreman's Health Oasis and we yeah. have huge salads. They're pound. Yeah. And I eat with these guys every single day. And we have people using scissors, and they're trying all yep. these different things. And uh, that is very, very true. Um, yeah. I'm definitely looking to that. You know, it's funny, too, because uh, the Vitamix is the one thing that we invested early on in and in good knives. And that's made a huge difference. So when my kids went off to college, um, they're like, Mom, I, I need a Vitamix because I have to continue making my smoothies. And yeah. And you can get it's a refurbished so one, you know, $300 or so. Yep. And it's worth it. By the time you save the money not eating meat or dairy, I mean, honestly, yep. you could easily uh, 
afforded. I, at least yeah, and and you know, um, buying blenders that are going to break all the time. By the time you buy five of those, you know, you should have just had a Vitamix because you'll have it your whole life. I will say though, in the last five years, we did have to replace the canister because we wore it down. I mean, oh yeah, you know, five of us in the house, and so, yeah, totally. Um, so that's really interesting. So tell me, um, when you go out to eat, then do you take your your salad toppers with you, or you know, what what are your recommendations for people when they do go out to eat at restaurants and things like that? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, that's something that I really struggled with for a long time because um, because it's really hard because no one ever thinks about, I mean, you may find a vegan restaurant, but vegan restaurants never have no salt, no oil, no sugar. You may find um, a health food restaurant, but maybe it's not vegan or maybe you can't find gluten-free or whatever it is. So, And then, of course, if you go to a standard American restaurant, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> you know, it's just really hard. So it took a long time, and, and honestly, it took a lot of, like, Facebook forums and, and comments and place, places where people were nutritarians just to kind of see what everyone else was doing, because that is such a challenge. But I found a lot of things that actually work for me now, and what, what I love to be able to say now is when I'm with a group of people, because it's, it's – Okay, it's actually never that I'm with a group of nutritarians because, you know, that's just how life is. It's hard to get people around you to be on board. But um, when I'm with a group of people who are not nutritarians, I love to be able to say now, oh, we can go wherever you want. I'll find something anywhere. And I always can. So here's what I do. If I go to a vegan restaurant, those are more challenging, um, but they're but they're more open to saying, oh, can you make this without oil or can you make this without gluten or whatever? And, of course, there's going to be no dairy or eggs or anything like that. So it's a, you're a little bit kind of, you know, ahead of the of the game there. Um, you can just ask for a little bit less bread or gluten-free bread or, you know, whatever. I mean, if you're interested in gluten-free, if they don't have whole wheat or whatever. Um, so it's a little bit easier there. Just kind of look at the menu, see if they have any no oil, no salt options already, and then go from there. Um Typically, they'll have a big salad or whatever that you can order. But if you're going to um, then, you know, a standard American restaurant, like let's say any of the chains, Chili's or Applebee's or anything like that, I actually went to an Applebee's with my mom a couple of weeks ago. And, and I found I could do this at Carrabba's. I could do this anywhere I really went. And it's funny, too, because I've actually found steakhouses of all places to be the easiest places to eat nutritarian. So <laughs> it's really weird, right? Like you wouldn't expect that. But... That's been my experience for sure. Yeah, but so so the so what I like to do when I go to any type of restaurant like that is they typically they try to look like they have veggie options, right? Like they try to look like, oh, we have some healthy options, right? Like you could get some sides. And it's really cool because they usually do. They have potatoes, they have green beans, they'll have asparagus, they have broccoli, you know, they always they always have the like token side of steamed broccoli that you know no one ever buys, you know, but at least it's there, right? So you could so what I like to do is I, I go to the salad section and I go to the side section. The salad section, there's always salad, of course, because they try to look like they have healthy things, right? And you can always get them to prepare it in a nutritarian way. So it's very easy for them, for whatever lettuce they're preparing, to just throw that into a bowl. So you say, I want a huge double or triple-sized salad. Now, you have to be prepared because, of course, you're going to get weird looks, right? Like, they're going to be like – but you. I, what I always like to say before is, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but I eat really weird, but – and that kind of diffuses it a bit, you know? You laugh a little bit, and then they laugh, and then you're like, okay, bring me all the vegetables, you know? So so I basically say, all right, I choose a salad that looks good, um, whether it's the Caesar or it's just a house salad or whatever. I say, please double or triple the lettuce at least. Um, bring me in a big bowl if you would. No dressing, you know? 
Then I say, then I pick out two or three of the sides. So I'm doing the same thing at the restaurant that I would do at home, right? So I go to the side section and I say, all right, they have like, um, Applebee's has this garlic, oily, salty, um, kind of sauteed green beans, right? So I say, could you just not add any of the, any of the sauce, just bring me the green beans. Then asparagus. Can you just bring me the asparagus plain and the steamed broccoli side? I'm going to be the one person in the next year that orders that steamed broccoli side, right? So you say, can you just bring me all of those things? If you have any beans, can you throw them on there? Um, you know, whatever it is, just put it all together in a bowl. I'll eat it like that. Then you say, if you have any avocado or, you know, lemon or lime or anything like that, I'll use that as a dressing. That's it. Now, you're going to get weird looks. It's really awkward to ask for that kind of stuff. But if you just know ahead that this is the kind of thing that you're going to be able to order, this is the only kind of thing that you'll be able to find, you can always have this. And then um, my other favorite trick is that you always know when you're going to be going out to eat with people most of the time. So I like to have a huge smoothie before I leave. So I make a vegetarian smoothie, drink the whole, I'll just chug the whole thing right before I go. So I'm stuffed by the time I get there. And then that way I'm never tempted by the bread. I'm never tempted by any of the appetizers because I'm already stuffed, drink a bunch of water and then order your salad and, you know, go through that. And people are like, how did she do it? And you're like, well, you know, I had a whole smoothie before I got here, but that's beside the point, you know? So those are my favorite tips. Those are excellent tips. I, I'm curious because you mentioned, you know, people around you, not nutritarian. Who have you shared this journey with and they've actually, you know, converted their diet and seen changes? Yeah, so I have uh, one of my really close friends, Colleen. I've actually interviewed her on my YouTube channel before. Um, it was it was a really, really gratifying experience because she was on a road trip with her husband one year. They came over to our place and they were staying with us. And I had been eating this way for a couple of years and I was telling her about how it was making me feel and I kind of was warming her up to the idea, you know. One morning we both woke up early before the guys and we were sitting at the table and I started to just, she was asking me some questions. So, you know, this is my perfect, like, little, and then, I mean, I talked for, like, two hours. I was like, okay, here's what it's going to do for you, and blah, blah, blah. So I was just going through, you know, so many different things about it and giving my little pitches for every little section of vegetarianism. And she was just eating it up. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. You know, she's believing me, blah, 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 you know. So I'm telling her all of these things, like, your cravings will go away. You know, you'll be full. You won't be hungry. Because I think so many people have these, you know, preconceived notions about what dieting is like and they think it's just terrible and horrible and they're going to be mad all the time but with vegetarianism it's totally the opposite like you're too full all the time and it's like please don't give me any more salad I can't fit it you know um so with her like we were talking through this and it was really funny because her husband woke up in the middle of this conversation and she was like kind of psyched because she wanted him to hear this too because he's like Italian you know all into like making big Italian soups and and stuff like that and and she wanted him to be a little healthier too so so this was kind of cool because and I remember this as being the beginning of their transformation because he was like no for a while he was like I'm not doing this you know but then but she after that conversation she really got into it and she she read the book she was just I mean all into it and to the point where I mean I went to visit her a couple weeks ago and she made me some of my soups from my website and like we ate vegetarian almost the whole time and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like to see my friend you know who would have never, I don't think she was ever interested in that kind of stuff before. And I 
totally, you know, propagandered her into everything and, and just got her to just completely change, you know? And so it was, it was really, really gratifying to see that because she feels better. She feels, I mean, she's lost so much weight, like without even trying. Um, she feels so much better, so much more energy. And now it's actually, she, she's actually in school to become a naturopathic doctor, which is something, I don't know if I had anything to do with that sort of transition, but it's really cool because now she's way into, you know, learning all about the body and how that works and how to, you know, make plants and things like that fix your body basically. And so that's very gratifying. So that's my favorite sort of success story. And if anyone's interested, my YouTube interview with her is up on my channel. What is your YouTube and Instagram handle name or your name? So it's always just, um, you know, youtube.com slash the watering mouth or instagram.com slash the watering mouth. And I just want to mention a little bit about my YouTube too. So my YouTube started out as, um, as a lot of the cocktails and the fun recipes I was doing, whatever recipe I was talking about. And then it turned pretty specifically nutritarian. So everything you'll see in the past year or so is all nutritarian based. But what I did I actually started doing daily videos last year when I started to do Dr. Furman's 10 and 20 um, detox challenge, which was a, you know, um, 20 day, three meals a day. Um, you know, this is what you cook. This is what you're having for the next 20 days kind of a thing. So I did a, a vlog about that every single day where I talked about all my feelings and how things were going and what I was struggling with. Cause I definitely struggled <laughs> with some things. And, and, and one thing I like to keep um, about my YouTube channel is complete honesty. So if I'm struggling and I'm like, I really want, you know, something else right now, like I'm craving this, I'll talk about it and I'll say it, but I'll say how I get through it too. Um, and I'm not always, I don't always get through it, but, <laughs> but I do, you know, really try and try to show everybody how I'm feeling on this stuff and how I really, um, am transitioning. And so what's cool is after I, I was doing this vlog for quite a while, every day I was talking about the things I was eating nutritarian wise and what I was struggling with or whatever. And now it's turned into, um, I do less videos, one to three videos per um, week, but I'm doing them very specifically on nutritarian topics. So quick little bites, like seven or eight minutes about, um, you know, everything about chia seeds or what is, um, you know, heart attacks, how are they caused? And, you know, just, just very quick information about nutritarianism. So you can kind of, um, get it into your life in a very quick, easy way. Um, that I think is pretty, it's not, um, you know, it's not intimidating. You could just listen to it and pick some of the stuff up and I get a little, lot of really good interaction on that as well. People seem to like that because it's so quick and easy to, to hear. Those are fabulous. So the watery mouth on Instagram, the watery mouth mm -hmm. on YouTube, and then the waterymouth.com is yes. your website. Okay. Exactly. Yep. I had another question. So when you're in the grocery store, what are your favorite brands and things that you like to buy? Yeah. Um, so lately I've discovered, um, the engine two brand and I know about engine two for a long time, but I didn't realize they had their own products. So I got to say, as nutritarians, we know it is so hard to find something that has a low sodium um, you know, content in anything. It's so hard unless you literally look for just the low sodium or no salt. I mean, it's easy to find beans nowadays like that. Um, you've got the Eden organic brand. That's probably my favorite, you know, brand of beans. Um, but I was struggling a lot with, um, tomato products. Those are very, very challenging. It's like almost impossible at any regular store to find low sodium tomato paste or low or, or no sodium. And the thing is like, whenever they say low sodium, it's still too high sodium, you know, like you can't really use it. So it's impossible to find no sodium, um, tomato sauce or anything like that. So 
you know, I started going to Whole Foods a lot, which is expensive, but it's also, you can get everything you need there. Um, so when I noticed the Engine 2 brand had, um, they have a pretty decent um, vegetable stock that's low sodium, and I don't think they add any salt to it. I think it's just kind of natural because I, I looked, I'm not sure, I looked at the ingredients, but it's pretty low sodium. But when you put it in a soup and it kind of spreads out among the whole soup, it ends up being pretty low sodium. So that's really exciting for me to find that because they pretty much are exactly in line with nutritarianism with their products. So I got to say, that's definitely my favorite brand. So whenever I see them, any product they have, I'm like, oh, like, let me just try it, you know, because they have some frozen things as well. They have one um, frozen burger that's that's got a decent sodium level as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as brands go, really, it's just the beans and the Engine 2 that I, you know, the Eden Organic and the Engine 2 that I really kind of look for as brands. But, I mean, I buy so much produce that I'm, I'm typically only ever there for beans, stock, or produce. So <laughs> that's, you know, that's yeah. about it. I tell the our patients it's either Engine 2 or the Ezekiel brand. Yes, um, Ezekiel, bread, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, honestly. Yeah, and I actually don't, I don't really, I just kind of stay away from grains a lot just because that's a trigger for me. So it's hard for me to kind of eat only one, you know, so I've kind of found the things that work for me and, and I cut back on grains as much as possible just because those are hard for me to sort of, you know, stay away from. So I know, I know my problems. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we deal with food addiction every day. Absolutely. Yeah. There's red light, green light, and yellow food. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, this has been a really delightful interview, and thank you so much for spending your time with us. And, um, again, I just want to mention it's Instagram, YouTube, and her um, website is thewateringmouth.com. This is Sherry Alberts. And we'll be sharing that. I can't wait to look at your Instagram a little closer about their meal plans. And it sounds like a really amazing, great resource. And um, I always like to acknowledge people at the end of the podcast and say thank you for everything you're doing and reaching out to help people. And I think that's uh, an amazing thing that you're doing and sharing your life. And so being authentic and and Mm -hmm. honest. And uh, I hope people will find you uh, helpful. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Lori. It's been a pleasure for me, too. You're welcome. All right.